Good afternoon. Today is November 5th. This is the Redacted Recover Your Mind podcast. My name is Mitchell O'Brien. Say hello to Adam. <laughs> I didn't set you up great for that one, but that worked. today we're going to stop in and just a real quick check in on our conflict on Israel. We haven't been dropping that um, each week, but then we're also going to talk about an event I got to go to for aliens right after this. I think I'm going to put some of our most commented things in there, one of yours and one of mine, to the section of the intro. If we don't get a whole new one, mm. it's just going to grow until it's just a like a collage of mm-hmm. fun stuff that we say and do. Can I be honest? I would hope that you'd be, yes. I don't know what Kim says exactly. <laughs> I listen every time. So, hello too. She, I think I hear. She came in and in the middle of a podcast with our old co-host and she was tingled, tickled pink because she thought that she was going to be that she was on the podcast. They look like alien eyes. I know. That's what I was I'm like it looks alien. Adam just tried a, a new vape from down the street, and we're we're checking it out. We'll give a review, but no. So she came in while we were while we were podcasting, and she assumed I don't think she understood that it wasn't Corey's the two seventeen podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so she was just so happy, and we got her to say hello and just giddy mm-hmm. and everything. And at the end, I didn't mute during the outro. Mm-hmm. And so at the end, you could hear her go, and I said hello, too, because I, okay. I think somebody else had walked in because we tried to squeeze one in between some meetings and stuff. And mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that's her going, and I said hello, too. Gotcha. Because she was sitting there, like, with her hands in the air, like, ah. It was cute. And can we bump that up loudness-wise on there? I can. I can go back to the drawing board do that. I was uh, I kept it quiet just because... It was just a goofy little part. Right. You know? Yep. And I was going to add a couple of those. I think that's all it is, is I just couldn't hear the exact word mm-hmm. at the beginning. So, yeah. That's what was hard with it, too, because she wasn't pointing at the microphone and she was further away. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you can tell, and there's more. It was just like the small little echo in the in the end of the, the outro mm-hmm. on that, that podcast. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, we're here. We're drinking our monsters. Mm-hmm. Not sponsored or anything. Mm. Yep, not a sponsor. How do you say that? Not our monsters. But um, Monster Energy Drink. If you get a hold of this podcast, we would love for you to be a sponsor. That'd be great. Um, we've both been interested in the conflict between Israel and Hamas. So we wanted to do a check-in. Honestly, we both had kind of a busy week. Um, I was I was out of town for an evening. Yeah. Um, but looking into it right now, there is kind of your standard like 
conflict. I didn't really find much that stood out. The death toll's a little higher. Israel's fighting back. People are upset with it. There's a hospital that is without power, something like that. I mean, all that stuff sucks. But there's, like, nothing biblical happening. Right. Yeah, and there's (laughs) there's nothing new on that front, like, you know, whatever. No Messiah yet or something. Yeah. Is that the right way to say it? I guess so. (laughs) Returning. Mm -hmm. But But, uh, that's going to be an alien invasion, though, I think, because he's supposed to return in the clouds. Right. And that's, there's been a real lull is a good way to put it right now, too, because that's as far as that goes, too. You know, um, all the alien stuff seems to be really kind of taking a lull sabbatical, too. So, I don't know. I haven't heard a whole lot new um, as far as that goes. Or Our friend Pam said that she saw something weird in the sky just a couple nights ago. Ooh, do describe. Um Switching right from, to aliens from the Israel thing. Because I was just well, going to say about the Israel yeah, thing. Yeah, let's is, just finish that. That's, we, yeah. We'll bring up aliens. I yeah. don't know how, but, you know, somehow, we always, we always somehow that'll come up, I imagine. <laughs> um, she was just, uh, I talked to her this morning, and she was saying that two or three nights ago, when I mean, it, we haven't had clear nights for a while, mm. it's been either rainy or just cloudy or a little bit of snow. You know, it's that time of year here. But um, she said there was a clear night, and she saw this thing that kind of looked like a really bright star, but had a bunch of, like, little tiny, what she said, dots with it. Hmm. And it kind of went this way, and then up. 90 degrees. And, okay. Yep. And then this way. Another 90. Mm-hmm. And then gone. Hmm. And it might have been that way. I mm-hmm. can't remember. But it was like a 90-degree thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm. I think spirituality-wise, our friend Pam has a little bit more. She can see a little bit more than the average person. Has she ever talked about that with you? Yeah. Okay. Yep. We've had like a family. Th- isn't it a family thing with her a little bit? Uh, um, yeah. Her. I feel like she brought it up. Mom or grandmother. I don't want to give too much of her story, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seems to be in the family. And she's developing as it's gone along and i've helped her with a couple things that that she's seen and we've done some meditations as a group and um she's always very very aware of what's happening spiritually around her Mm -hmm. so when she said that i know that you haven't been able to watch the same skies that you did before and i haven't went out gazing just because i'm gonna be honest as soon as night comes i'm like i'm going to bed Mm -hmm. i need my sleep Mm -hmm. Um, so I haven't seen much. So she said it recent, like just within the last few days. Yeah, and it would, it, and that's the thing. Uh, I've been looking, and you can't um, for the last month. There's maybe been like three days, three nights that here that you could see up there. It might have been Friday night because that was a clear night. Yeah. Well, it yeah, it wasn't, and then it was. Yep. Just these last few days are the last or the. Uh, it's been a lot better. I went out one night. Um, just for a few minutes, but yeah, doesn't look like we have much, you know, opportunity today. It's kind of, kind of cloudy out there. But right. um, Friday night, I got the opportunity to go down to Kalamazoo, Michigan, at the historic theater, which was wild because I had heard about it. Um, one of our coworkers is from down there, and 
had been there a couple times, and this theater is like 200 years old or something like that. Mm. Close to that. Mm-hmm. You get inside of it. It's nice, but you can tell. You look around the edges. Mm. So we were in the, the nosebleed. We had quite the little mountain climb to get to where we were. Heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I literally sat in the furthest. Uh, our friend Matt and I sat in the furthest back row mm-hmm. that there was. Were you all together? Kind of. Okay. All the rows were like, it was like one, two, three. And it was the three back rows. Mm. But up there, and they were super cramped. The very back row I did not have leg room. Mm. Like my legs were firmly pressed into these old, uncomfortable seats. It was all very vintage and very nice, but it wasn't the most comfortable. Mm. Since people used to be smaller. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, the further a couple up, a couple up, I guess, Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. A couple rows up, um, there was a little bit more leg room, but I ended up because. The balcony wasn't completely sold out, so back where we were, there weren't a lot of people. Mm. Um, there were just like just in front of us, and so we had choices on where we could go. That's what I was going to ask: is how packed it was. Now the bottom part packed, mm. um, and the the balcony was set up in like two sections. There was like the lower balcony and the uh, the upper balcony. It's so you like, were in the balcony. Yeah, we were in the balcony. We were the in back the, of the balcony. The, the furthest seats away from what was happening. Matt and I were in the furthest seats away from what was happening. And mm-hmm. then Justin and the other gals that came with us were two rows in front of us. And then Corey and Marnie started just next to them. They moved over and down because they weren't technically our seats, but nobody sat in them. So mm-hmm. they just moved down. I was planning on moving down, mm-hmm. but then Matt sat all the way up in the back. And there just happened to be these seats that kind of came out where the big staircase was to get up and down it. Mm-hmm. So there were no seats in front of it. Ah. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm sitting there. Mm-hmm. Just dangling. It was a little scary. Just kind of like looking down a steep, steep mountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you came into the balcony from like the staircase and stuff in the theater side, it kind of came out into the middle. So there was the balcony that went up, and there was the balcony that went down and out. Mm. The down and out part of the balcony was packed, and then it was kind of sparsely filled on the upper part, like where we were. Gotcha. So we got to the top, and especially Corey and I were both like, <laughs> and Corey's like, this but is what I Seattle like was like. <laughs> They're fun. I was like, does anybody have a tissue? I think my nose is bleeding. Um, so it was I mean, the stuff that they had on the the screen was really big, and you could see it really well. You could mm-hmm. obviously hear them really well. Mm-hmm. You didn't see them yeah. super well. But yeah. you got to see the hair. Right. This was ancient aliens like the TV show. Yeah. Giorgio was there. He was like the star of the show, too. They introduced him last, and he <laughs> got all the best stuff, and he told a couple dumb alien jokes. Well, he's got all the memes, so he's yeah. the most famous. What was the one? Well, how do you greet an alien with two heads? Hmm. Hello, hello. That's really bad. But everybody was like, ha. And then they said, he said, what do you call an alien with no eyes? Just Alan. 
That one's all right. <laughs> that one, I know. He did the two heads ones first, and I was like, that's stupid. But then he did the Allen one. I was like, all right, okay, I can get into this a little bit. And that was like his introductory. Like, he came out and said that. But they talked about. Maybe that's a trick. Set everybody up with a dumb one, and then be like, all right, I guess. <laughs> um, no, it was, it was pretty that. good. One of the guys that was there, and I couldn't remember all their names, they were all. Um, if you've ever seen the show Ancient Aliens, they're all regulars there. And most mm-hmm. of them are co-producers and, or co-directors or whatever. Like, they're part of actually making it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool because they started talking about, like, the pyramids and Machu Picchu and a couple other places and stuff like that. And the one guy that was, like, he was kind of the narrator of it. He was down with them, and he brought out the three other guys that came in. Um, all four of them were... Um, regulars on the show like you'd recognize all of them Mm -hmm. but um he was cool because he's like and these are the pyramids he's like i've been there a bunch of times he's like i was there on saturday like last saturday and i was like that's kind of awesome right i don't i don't know why i get excited about this stuff but i'm now in a room with a dude who was standing at the base of the great pyramid less than seven days ago right i wonder if he still smelled like it (laughs) Yeah, we could have paid extra when we got there for VIPs to do a meet and greet. And we're like, if it's like 20 or 30 bucks, maybe it was like, I don't remember if it was 100 or 150 (laughs) each. Right. But that's it was 100 to 150 dollars each. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. Mm hmm. Um, just being able to be in the same building with Giorgio and that haircut man, like I was, I was happy, even though we were all the way up there. I get myself into these situations a lot too. Cause I've went to one Pistons game, the basketball team, mm-hmm. people who don't know. And we got those for tickets for free mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was, you could barely see the game happening. It was like, right. it was like the game was happening on my phone, but like, you know, 15 feet away from me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it, it was terrible. But I got to go to a Pistons game, and all right. my favorite players were there, you know. Well, that's like, not that we're a sports show here, but I have a similar experience. But the big house, Michigan. Yeah. They hold, like, the most people in that stadium. And I went there, and, like, you couldn't even see. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, they were so small. But that's a, it was more about the experience, you know. Like, if Giorgio was down there and just waiting go down by the tunnel and high five Giorgio. I thought about going downstairs if it wasn't like a 70 foot mountain climb down. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, we took like four staircases to get up there. It was ridiculous. At least you're sober. Yeah, I know. know? I thought that when I was there. I was like, if we didn't do that, if we weren't sober, we would have fallen down that. (laughs) Even Justin when we were leaving, I mean, he's such a nice guy already, but... He's like, you go first, because if you fall down, you're going to kill me if you fall on me. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's, let's see some aliens alone. Abduct your ass. But um, That wouldn't be fair. But, no, I thought about going down and then just walking out and pretending like my seat's down there, like I just came back from the bathroom. Right. Just so I could walk up to the front, be that close to him, see him, walk by, and then walk back out, <laughs> back up to my seat. <laughs> Might as well. You should have. Like, what are they going to do? I wasn't going to do anything. I wasn't going to. There was this funny part because the whole time 
during the, the beginning, every five or ten minutes while we're waiting for him to start, the voice monitor would come on and it would talk about the historicness of the um, theater where your uh, emergency exits are. Was was totally that's where I could tell that it was like two hundred years old because I checked out our emergency exit. And you went up, and then you could see up in the, the rafters, and it was like, there's, there's definitely haunted up there. There's ghosts in that theater. But um, it would say, you know, no photography or or video. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the presentation, the one guy sitting to the right of Giorgio, he's a heavier set guy with the glasses. If you've seen the show, um, I should have pulled up the stuff so I could say him by name. But... They call him the real life Indiana Jones. Um, okay. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about this bowl, this ceramic bowl, and they've never talked about this on the shows that I've seen. This was like the coolest part of it to me because it's a bowl and it's like this big, and I'm gesturing to about two feet across, but it's just like it's like a cereal bowl, but obviously old and crude, but it's probably maybe a foot tall. Um, two feet across roughly ceramic bowl that they found somewhere in central America, South America. I want to say Peru, but I'm not sure if that's right, but that area of the world, but it is obviously Sumerian. Hmm. There's Sumerian dialogue carved inside of it in language and stuff like, and it's a ceramic that you find in ceramic, uh, Samaria, uh, Samaria. Hmm. It's that style, that color, it's everything. It's very out of place. They don't find anything else like it there. And they said that if there was ever proof the story of the Anunnaki was real, that's it. Because hmm. when the war between the brothers happened and the Anunnaki, you know, story, mm-hmm. they went from the Egypt area, bad guys stayed there. Good guy went to Central South America and went over there. And that's why the pyramids are a thing in both places and how they're set up a little bit different because they're made for different things. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and now we're finding Sumerian artifacts over there. He's like, how did I get there? Well, it got taken there from Samaria. People weren't going across oceans when these things are dated to, you know? Mm-hmm. So... That was really neat. The funny part about it was <laughs> he straight up goes, we have this picture of it. They told us we weren't allowed to take pictures of it. He goes, but I did anyway, like being all funny. And I'm like, fuck you guys. Right. I'm like, you're going to take pictures. I'm taking pictures of the shit that you weren't allowed to take pictures of. And I'm taking pictures of it right now. <laughs> so that was like the only picture I took mm-hmm. was of the thing. <laughs> so I was in a place I wasn't supposed to take pictures I took a picture of the thing that they did take pictures of that they weren't allowed to take pictures of where I wasn't allowed to take pictures. So, like, maybe two <laughs> rights don't make or wrong, but, like, four of them starts to get better, right? I think something like that. I get you. Um, yeah, so it was it was pretty cool, and that was my, my little fun thing that I did. Yeah. And... Um, but it was also, it was a really cool story, too, because I had never heard of this, and I prescribed the Anunnaki thing. I'm fitting it in my belief system somehow because there's something to it. Um, so then to find that and to have that be, like, a pillar of the part that I kind of believe, the fact that they 
went from the Egypt side over. There's also this thing they mentioned briefly, but I've seen it on a reel on Facebook, is there is a place over, it would have been Sumerian times, so not Egypt, but over in that area, because that's where Samaria is over there, in like the Africa, Middle East area, mm-hmm. um, closer to the equator. And there's an inscription of this part bird person. Yeah. Like the head and the feathery arms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you go South America along the equator, mm-hmm. that area. They found almost the exact same thing. Yep. Dude holding the bag. It might have been the both dude holding them, the bag. Both of them have the same bag it was, that they're holding. Too. It was almost the exact same picture. Yep. Bird person, feathers, same, like pointing in the same direction. Yep. And the thing that they said is that if you look at them on the map and where the equator is, mm-hmm. that's that'd be latitudinally this way, right? Up and down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Latitude-wise, it's like 8.6 miles difference from the equator. Mm-hmm. From where they are mm-hmm. on the on the map, that's not much when it comes to the size of the world. Mm-hmm. So that's basically this part of the equator over here. They found this inscription. Other side of the world on a different continent, they found the exact same thing along the exact same longitudinal line. Mm-hmm. Well, and what is that called? Like all there's so much of that stuff. Um, you know all the pyramids and everything they align on these lines is that the is that the nasdaq or what is that nasdaq line nasdaq lines are different they're that's, in peru okay and that's like in NASCAR. the yeah um you're talking about ley lines because they yeah, brought up lines. both these things mm-hmm. at the event ley lines aren't necessarily lines like on i always thought that there were lines that geographically lined up with latitude and longitudinal lines Mm -hmm. but they're not they're just these lines the one that they brought up said that there's a line that goes from london england and it hits all of these different spots all the way down uh europe it goes down to the boot of italy to all these different historical cities where they've had these uh, fines and historic stuff, and then that line crosses the Mediterranean Sea right to where the Great Pyramid is, Cairo. Mm. Like, it's mm-hmm. all in line. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is the Alps go through there. So it's like some of these places along this line, some of the things that make it a part of the line mm-hmm. are ancient sites, ancient Stuff and, that, and that, people weren't crossing the Alps back then, right. <laughs> especially not in a straight line. And they brought up like, would they have been able? They, you couldn't take a rope mm-hmm. and you know straight. Yeah, because I feel like there's something natural that has to do with some of them too, like the magnetic magnetism or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's things that line up that way. You know? The one guy was saying to the left of Giorgio. Giorgio sat in the middle. He was saying that most of these places have he either said all of them or most of them have because and they talked about how many thousands of years ago this stuff dates back to every one of these spots somewhere has a big pile of rocks because apparently Mm -hmm. ancient humans 
didn't know what to do. It was before we could carve or whatever. We made a big pile of rocks. But so they, they're basically saying that something happened here and they thought it was where the gods, quote unquote, gods came down and interacted with humans. And to commemorate that, they made these big pile of rocks that were big enough for humans to, to move, you know, so like something you and I could pick up. Big, big, big piles, like bigger than this, like is the size of our office. Mm-hmm. But underneath all of these piles, there's quartz crystal deposits. And so because of the magnetism of the earth, the quartz crystal, and the kind of stones that they're made out of, it creates this energy above these uh, piles that's measurable by certain scientific devices. Mm. In each one of these spots along this line, they call it a ley line. And there's ley lines all over. They say there's like some, I think he said like two or 8,000. I can't remember. But a couple thousand of these different lines in just Europe. And they're a global phenomenon. Like they're all over the place. And there are ley lines that cross oceans to connect dots like from Europe to the Americas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This one was just, like, the most popular one that they showed us because it went from London, England to Cairo, Egypt. Mm-hmm. And it just went right through the boot of Italy, like, right down it. Right. And then across the the Mediterranean Sea. But they're like, that, that, that didn't happen on accident, mm-hmm. you know? So it was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. There's another part of that. We're talking about ley lines. What was the other thing we were talking about? The NASDAQ lines? Yes. So they brought those up too. And there's actually more and more being found because um, the climate change and stuff is making it windier there. And I guess their topography has darker, stonier top soil. Not actually soil, but top. The top is darker. Mm-hmm. So what the Nasdaq lines are is actually the people took the top, just took the top away, and the soil underneath that is much, much lighter. Mm-hmm. So that's what you see when you see the lines or the figures. And they're finding more and more because it's becoming windier in the region and it's starting to blow mm-hmm. dust and sand and stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. And some of them are literally just lines and some of them are lining up with some of these, what they're saying are, are ley lines and they're, they're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And some of them, um, they brought them up in the same talk about the ley line that went across Europe because some of them go over across like water, like lakes. Some of them go across big hills and in, out into a desert. And they're like, how did ancient people make a perfectly straight line across, I think the, the one that they talked about in Nazca was t- almost 24 kilometers. And it started near the other Nazca lines and it just went out, mm-hmm. out into a desert. Most of like three quarters of it was out into a desert. And they're like that. It doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Like, how do how do people just do that? One without like, okay, maybe the people did it, but why? They didn't do that for fun. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they had to have a reason or two. How do they know to do it? What is it set up as? They brought up another really good point that I hadn't really thought of, which snapped a little piece of the puzzle from my Bible side of things. They're like, why does it always seem to be the Pleiadian systems, the Orion systems, and the Arcturian, Arcturian systems? They're like, everything that's out there, it always seems to be these ancient civilizations connecting into one of those three. Mm-hmm. Why? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's a reason. There's got to be a reason. And there's a couple of the the, myth, the mythologies and in the stories that go back and they say it's because that's where the star people came from that came and saw us. So mm-hmm. it's like, there's your answer. People don't want to believe that. But what really got me, well, and, and another thing Giorgio said, he goes, it's pretty amazing when it just seems to be these three and we know that these ancient, pe- ancient people knew about more than that because they would have charts or uh, petroglyphs or others with other than just these, but these were the ones that they would focus on. So they knew about other constellations, but these constellations were the ones that were like their favorites right? across the planet, not just in a certain area across the planet. It just keeps reoccurring over and over again. For me, if you read Job in the Bible, there's a part where, you know, Job's having a bad time because of this whole story that's going on there. And he's talking to what the Bible says is God himself. And God brings up those three constellations in the, in the, the conversation. Mm-hmm. All right. The cool thing is, is if you read it, I've read it and I've read articles about it and kind of researched into it. The things that the God figure that's being talked about in Job, he says things about the constellations that there was no way of humans at the time knowing. Like, um, he asks Job, he's basically comparing himself to Job. Because Job's like, why would you do this? You are not capable. Something like that. Job calls God out. God's like, are you capable of unraveling Orion's belt? And the thing is, is people don't realize that the stars that are in Orion are slowly being moving away from each other. Hmm. And Earth, you don't see it, but over millions of years, eventually it's going to happen. The same thing that was happening is happening with the... the, um, with Pleiades, because it's a constellation of a bunch of, and they call them, I think, the seven sisters, six sisters, seven sisters, something like that. Hmm. And um, what did he say? Either way, he says, God says something about all three of those constellations in the Bible, in Job. It's easy to look up, just, I could give references, but I don't remember them. But if you, if you type, Pleiades and Job into Google, you'll J-O-B. find it. J O B, J O B, yep. And then Pleiades, you're on your own. Yep. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, 
But I just took a, you know, it was, it was a very small amount of research to, you know, where I found an article where they're like, what God's saying here is like legit. And we didn't know that until recently. And Job is thought to be one of the oldest scriptures that are in the Bible. Like, not the oldest story, but one of the oldest, like when they found the actual writing, that was dated to be one of the physically oldest writings that they found was mm. that story. Mm. And so it's pretty amazing. Because yeah. those people had no way, they had no technology to know the things that they knew about that. Right. So whoever Job was talking about knew what he was talking about out in space. Right. So you could say God, you could, some people say it was aliens, some people, the Anunnaki, whatever. My stomach just sounded like a thunderstorm. <laughs> I did not hear it, so we're good. I thought you're. I literally couldn't tell which, but obviously I had. <laughs> I thought you heard my on the on the cord oh, on accident. I did that a couple times already. Things we got to learn. Yep, exactly. But so it was definitely a cool experience. There were a lot of people. The parking was fun. Um, the ride down and ride up was fun. To the whole Ancient Aliens event. Yeah. Got to learn something. Um, they incorporated the guys from Skinwalker Ranch. Mm. Travis, or what's his name? I don't know. The guy that's currently... Oh, yeah. The main guy um, who's, like, always sunburnt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The guy that they, like, called in because he was a... Is that an ongoing thing? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is it on, like, history or something? It's a show just like Ancient Aliens, I think. Okay. Because, yeah, because, I mean, there's been multiple things. There was a Netflix thing, a couple next Netflix things. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing because there's, like, some... Uh, Bilbo Baggins. What? The main guy that funds it all. What? What's that guy's name? It's <laughs> it's something... It's, it's not <laughs> Bilbo Baggins, but no. it's something like... But I... that is I that know. still the guy that... Doing it with that Travis guy. There's some dude doing it. I don't know what his Always name is. Always wearing like a suit. It, you freaked me out because when we went down to see Ancient Aliens mm-hmm. this, on Friday, we ate Bilbo's Pizza. That's the oh. name of it. And it was all like Middle Earth. We ate the Dragon Feast Pizza. Sounds like that's what I really missed. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it was the best pizza I've ever in my life. It was like this thick. It was like two inches thick. And over an inch of it was toppings. Would you drive back down there for that? Just the pizza, probably. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> probably. Maybe not today. I mean, well, I mean, we could still be back by like nine. Yeah, if we just went down for pizza, we could because this is about when we left for yeah. the event and we had pizza, went to the event, and came back. I didn't get back until twelve thirty, but was up bright and early to to do my meeting <laughs> yesterday. And I told everybody when they got here, it was a big one, too. This always happens, dude. Always happens. When I do my recovery meetings on Saturday. Right. Excuse me. And I have been busy the day before, mm-hmm. and I haven't tried to put together something, even if it's just a little something, like a little uh, conversation starter mm-hmm. or topic. I always have, when I don't do that, I always have the biggest groups. Right. Every single time. Oh, yeah. That's the way it goes. I had some new people, people I hadn't seen in here in, in a minute. That's when you just find a way to kick it off and let it 
roll itself hopefully because there's a lot of people well and that's kind of what happened but i had to get it get it rolling but i started it with like all right guys i was out learning about aliens last night so i got nothing so here we go and we're rolling (laughs) (laughs) and it ended up working out so but we have some really cool people that come in here for the recovery meetings to attend them and and run them and, and stuff yeah so that was fun. Yeah, the boss showed up at mine today, and it was it was really cool. But um, threw off the like you were saying, like it it hadn't really kicked off yet, and uh, it was just kind of like, well, uh, I think he was looking for the flow of the meeting, and it was like, well, I think you're actually throwing it off, <laughs> having the boss here. But yeah, no, it went fine. Right, it's kind of like that, putting a big rock in the middle of a river. Yeah. When he comes in, everybody's like, Corey's here. Exactly. Yeah. And the meeting just whoop, that way, which mm-hmm. I love it when, when Corey comes in the meetings. It's it was, great. He has yeah, stuff to good. add, and, and he's funny, and, yeah. and he can eat the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's good. But yeah. um, Justin's meeting has become a, a, a toothache waiting to happen. They have cakes and cookies and cupcakes and, and all sorts of nice sweets at that meeting, too. So if anybody's looking, got a sweet tooth and wants some recovery, Mondays and Thursday nights, 6 o'clock. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, But, no, it was really cool because my meeting on, on Saturdays is a spiritual meeting. I base most of my stuff off of um, the Bible, which is kind of what I do with everything. That's why I brought Job up earlier is because when it comes to aliens, when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to anything, I still believe that the Bible is a resource. I don't believe that what's been done to it with the modern church is one fair or right or true or anything. I think you have to get into it and look at it as its own thing, not Mm -hmm. a part of a religion. But I think there's other texts out there that are the same way. Um, which I haven't necessarily gotten into, but I've looked into some of them. And my brother likes to do more reading than I do, so I talk with him, and and he gives me reviews back. That's how I like to do it, too, let other people read. No, I'm just like, you know. We all have our own thing, though. (laughs) No, and and what you're saying, I get it. It's, It's funny, like, let somebody else do the work. I was just joking. I know, but, yeah. <laughs> and, and it was, but you, but it's a, it's a, it's an actual thing though. So, haha, you made a funny joke, yeah, but super funny. <laughs> but different people have different um, purposes, I guess you could say, different skills. That's why I like bouncing stuff off my brother and stuff mm-hmm. because. He's really good at, he hates it when I say this too, and he's going to listen to this, <laughs> and I'm going to get a text message, go, I'm not as great at this as you think I am, and I'm always like, well, you're better than me, so I, you know, use you as a resource, and I hope he uses me as a resource, vice versa, but, you know, that's up to him, but I always say, you know, he he gets interested in something, and he'll get the books, and he'll read them, and he'll look into, he, he'll find articles online, he'll, you know, he, he goes through and really picks apart the stuff that makes sense, doesn't make sense. And he's good at retaining the information. Mm. That's another thing. He's like, I'm really not. I'm like, you have no idea what it's like in my head, dude. I can't remember <laughs> any of this stuff. So does, say you're 50% good at it, I'm like 10. So you're better than me. 
So I love talking with him about stuff because I'll be like, I had this experience. And he goes, that's crazy. I read about that kind of thing, and this is what it, you know, this Mm -hmm. is what it said. So he's, in my head, he's like a researcher and a learner. I'm more of a believer and a doer is Mm kind of how I say it. Every time I've found, like, a new meditation practice, it happens pretty easily for me. Like, I can do it and get some results. Mm -hmm. When I try and you know a new spiritual practice i can usually weed out pretty quick if it's you know good or good or not i also have a little bit of an intuition when it comes to to stuff like that when it's happening Mm -hmm. and um i don't just say that like i've had some experience with helping other people and then they'll be like yeah that really worked and i'm like it worked for me so i'm glad it worked for you you know Mm -hmm. and so like being having that researcher reader guy who likes being that doing that part of it and then having me being a guy who can try to put it into practice Mm -hmm. i really like that dynamic that we have i hope he enjoys it too we're going to have him on the podcast eventually we just got to make it line up but um it's a conversation i've been meaning to have with you actually (laughs) so absolutely not If you were so against it, see, I would say from my perspective, when it comes to like being a a learner and a retainer and me being like a believer and a doer, you're definitely like a, I can't say this without it sounding gay, Mm. a looker, a seer. Like you go out and you look, you're you're a searcher, mm. something. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that makes sense. Because you know, I was thinking of you know along you know different lines or whatever, but because um, I was thinking that too. Um, I'll kind of circle back, but while you're saying that, I was thinking about you know, oh, so how's that work? Maybe your your brother works as a mind, and you're more of a spirit. Heart. Heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just trying to think of it in that way. And then when I was thinking myself, I was like, um, and that's because I was trying to figure it out. Like, I, f- I feel like mine is more like, a, um, I, I want to use the word intuitive, but I don't know if that's right because I, I like the way you were saying it. Like, uh, I feel like I can. S- um, so intuition is just kind of a bullshit meter, and you can use that in a lot of different. Like, I feel like I see patterns. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't know. You have more patience to go looking it. though than right. I do. Like that was your thing for mm-hmm. a really long time was just to be out there and to be watching. Mm-hmm. And I will do that sometimes. I can handle that for a night here and there. But I just, I can't do it every night. Right. It's just not what I'm passionate about. And so it was cool where, you know, three or four days in a row, you'd, you know, come into the office and be like, guess what I saw last night? Guess what I saw last night? Guess what I saw last night? And in my head, I'm like, God, I wish I could do that. But at the same time, I'm like, I drive myself nuts and I never get any sleep and it drive me into the ground. And that's just not me who I am. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, intuition can be used in a lot of different directions. Yeah. It's always kind of the same thing. Like it's that bullshit meter, but yeah. it's still, yeah. 
Yeah, like, I guess that's hard because everybody's got it. Yeah. And everybody, you know. Some people listen to it and some people don't. Right. <laughs> but. Yeah, maybe that's just more what I feel like, too, is I've got, you know, it's usually pretty accurate. I just don't trust it enough or something. But yeah. It's kind of on a different topic, I guess, really. If you want to throw that topic, I'll, I'll give you an example. My dating life. Mm. For a really long time. It's like, I should have seen that. Well, I did see it. <laughs> right, that's what I mean. Times, like I, or I saw it, but I didn't. I I'd, denied it. Yeah, I'd, I'd call it out. Mm-hmm. But I want to be a trusting. I want to trust people, and there are oh, people yeah. out there that you aren't trustworthy. And I'm not going to throw out the fact that I'm a man and I'm talking about women, and I'm not saying all women. Like that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. But there have been women who I've dealt with who I've been like, this doesn't feel right. I feel like this is happening. And they're like, no, 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 What are you talking about? Like, that's not a thing. And then a couple months down the road, it was a thing. There's heartbreak. But who do I have to really blame? I was the one that trusted them when my internal radar was going, hey, something's not right here. This isn't adding up. And I'm like, but they said this. Mm-hmm. And my internal radar is like, yeah, you got to stop that. Stop, stop believing that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm trying to believe that a little more. Yeah. Yeah, It's really hard to do. I mean, especially when it comes to that stuff, because it's, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of factors, but trauma, commitment to what have you already put it into it? You know, what you you know, what are you going to, you know, you know, relationships? Who needs it? A whole different whole different podcast not even mm-hmm. an episode just a whole different podcast yeah we should do that yeah what could we call it mm. the redacted recover your relationship <laughs> no redacted <laughs> relationship just it's <laughs> taken right out of there <laughs> listen to your intuition idiot mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, it's a... She's it's, not that into you. Yeah. <laughs> Even though she says she is. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. But no, definitely being careful in that aspect. But I'm trying to do it in like the spiritual world and stuff like that too. I have uh, some people that I know who are very into the modern day church thing too. So anytime there's a spiritual experience that happens, it's all... Well, how do you know it's not demonic? How do you know? How do you know it's not demonic? How do you? Okay, so I get that there's a good side and a bad side, mm-hmm. a, a dark and a light. So it's, it's a little fuzzy in between because of stuff that happened with the Watchers and the Nephilim stuff like that. But it's everybody wants you today, from the church perspective, to just cut down and triple check everything. Absolutely everything. But they'll say stuff like this person's like a prophet and this and, and that and it it bothers me. There's a lot there's a lot in my head that bothers me about all that. Because they'll be like the Bible says you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to talk to somebody about it and if they don't think that it's right, then it's probably not. And I'm like, so you want me to talk to a person about what I think God's telling me in mm-hmm. my head? I also don't like the whole God name, but that's a different podcast. I'll use it because it's easy for mm-hmm. people to understand what I'm talking about. Right. But um, 
I'm like, where part of me is like, I feel disrespectful mm-hmm. if I'm getting messages that I believe, you know, messages or communication that I, that I'm interpreting as God mm-hmm. being like the creator. You could even use benevolent and benevolent or whatever. Yeah. Really. Yeah, exactly. Benevolent. I feel disrespectful mm-hmm. because in that line of belief that is a creator of the universe, you know, mm-hmm. it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just not, you know, and just to, to out myself a little bit, I think I've talked about it in some of the early podcasts, but I felt for a while that I had a little bit of communication with entities that I'd consider aliens. Um, aliens, angels is what I meant. There's this, I was just gonna let you roll with yeah. that. Yeah, I know. They're the same thing. Um, a lot of people believe that, and I'm on that that you know wagon too. But um, yeah, so I I talk I took it to my church friends, and like three quarters of them were like, "Nope, demonic. That doesn't happen. They're not gonna come to you that way." Mm-hmm. Does I'm like, but what they said like doesn't matter. Nope, feels feels bad to me. Not not right. good. Nope. Sounds Don't believe like it anymore. To me. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to say that. Just but. a few of them were like, well, hey, and one of them pulled the Bible out and was like, well, this is what this says, so it kind of sounds like you're onto something. And somebody else was like, hey, I've been taking these spirituality classes, and this is what this is about angels, so it sounds like it's mm-hmm. kind of a thing. But the rest of them were like, nope, nope, can't be. Nope. You're, nope, it's it's the devil trying to, trying to sound like it, so you believe them. Yeah. That whole line of communication without it making me sound schizophrenic is which you, people are probably already think that that's the case. But that whole line of communication that happened to me brought me closer to quote unquote God mm-hmm. and a better relationship with him to where I think that I'm actually have that communication line with him. And and at the time, it's like I was too ashamed to try to get into that line of source energy, divine connection. Um, Because I know I'm using real religious terms here, but I'm really not a religious person. Um, No, it's just your background. It's your experience. It's what your... It's easy for me to say. Translation is. like I feel like it's easy for people to understand, you know? But, um, yeah, so it really, it pushed me closer to that. And I'm like, anything that's going to push you closer to that, yeah. I don't think he's going to be the malevolent. Right. The other thing, though, is if so we want to dig through the Bible a little bit more. You could be being tricked. You could be being tricked. But by what? So, right. in, I think it's Second Samuel in the Bible the Old Testament, which is part of the Torah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the book of Isaiah. They talk about how the God that they worship, the God of Israel, Isaac, the God of the Bible, not the bad gods that they talk about in there, created evil too. It straight up says in one of the verses that this is our God, the creator of everything that is good and that is evil. Mm-hmm. And then in Samuel, the second book of Samuel, it talks about how Samuel disobeyed God, and God let sent an evil spirit to him. 
to tor- to torment him. Mm-hmm. It literally says the evil spirit sent by God to torment Samuel. Right. Evil spirit sent by God. Mm-hmm. That's where I start to pull into the, like the how um, Eastern religions believe in. There isn't technically good and evil. It's more light and dark. Mm-hmm. There's a duality to everything. Mm-hmm. And you start to think about creation and stuff. And like if if God if if everything was created by one Creator then it doesn't matter what it is, it was all created by him. All of it. All. Mm-hmm. And if he's sending the evil spirits out too, they're still working for him. So I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. No, I mean, it's all it's all one big thing. And, you know, just to, I don't know, touch on it. Like, I, that's been a big part of my spiritual awakening too was, the idea that there really, to me, there really isn't the good and bad. You know what I mean? Because it's all situational. It's all opinion. You know what I mean? It all depends on who you're talking to in the situation. Um, and at the same time, technically, anything that is on any kind of scale, you know, um, technically could all be good but the worst of it is gonna if that's all you have to go from is bad and good you know what i mean so it's it's really and and then i guess if you're but as far as evil and whatnot i mean there is there it's a balance there has to be the yin to the yang and the um so how can any of it be bad because i guess i guess when we say bad we think of it as something that shouldn't be here or shouldn't be a thing. I think it's a lot of our perspective too. Right. Like it's not what we want it to be, so it's bad. Yeah. And 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 I think that's what you know, that's what kind of changed is it's all necessary, unfortunately, it seems like to me. Um for now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that all cha- that all changes as we go too. But I, don't I think know. the higher power uses what we consider bad for good and to l- learn lessons and stuff. And I think that's what was happening in the story of David and Saul and in, in, in uh, Second Samuel is he sent this evil spirit, but it paved the way for David to become king and all this good stuff to happen. You know, like if mm-hmm. that didn't happen, none of that would have happened. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the reasons he sends things into our lives that we see as bad, but we grow from them. You know, we get strengthened just all these like like addiction. You mm-hmm. know, like we've both dealt with addiction and our I pretty sure you agree that our lives are better today than they were when we were in the heaviest point of our addictions. Right. You know? We've we've taken that situation and we've grown. Right. We do it again to be where we're at now. So I think the dark and the light is more how it's supposed to be, not the good and the evil. Right. I th- what I get from the stories, the ancient stories, is let's just go to the very first book of the Bible. This is very, 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 very first. One of the first things he says is, let there be light. So what was there before light? There was darkness. So it was like the only two things that were happening at the time. Um, 
And so that's a that in itself kind of is a little bit of a backbone to what I'm trying to say. I think evil does exist, but I think that came from the whole pre-flood thing that happened with the Watchers and the Nephilim and the Giants and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm on the side that there are benevolent forces out there. And, I mean, because, you know, there's people with bad intentions. Mm-hmm. So there can be aliens with bad intentions, slash angels, whatever, you know, and stuff like that. Fallen angels, people want to call them. I don't even know if that's a thing. But I think, like, the evil spirits and stuff like that, the people, like, the hauntings and stuff, I think you're really dealing with the um, Nephilim that were killed at the flood. Because that's actually a part of it after that. There's a part of the the Bible where Noah cries out to God because he's like, "So God, we like we did the flood thing. The world's a better place and all. We're doing everything, but now we got these evil spirits here from the Nephilim, and now they're messing with us. So they're not here like eating us, but they're doing their evil spirit thing. And I think that's what if you go fast forward to the New Testament, the evil spirits." that Jesus was casting out and stuff. Mm. I think that's what you're dealing with because there's a theory out there where um, they call it Sheol, which is the whole heaven and hell structure is kind of BS. Like that's not really a thing, but there is a place for souls to go when people weren't here on earth. You you died, your soul went to Sheol Mm -hmm. and there were different parts of that. There was a place for angels when they didn't obey. And I think they called it Tartarus, but I could be wrong. But either way, there was a place that was created for angels and for humans. You could say mankind and angels. Some people break it up light beings and physical beings. But either way, there's a place created for that, mm-hmm. ready for that to happen. These angel-human hybrids, the Nephilim, didn't have a place. So when the flood came, wiped them out, because that's more what the flood was about. Like the Bible that they show in, in churches today talk about how the world was so evil and so it was getting rid of this evil. They don't really talk about the evil that much, and they've taken quite a few books and stuff out of the Bible that tell you what was really going on back yeah, then. basically just summed it up as it was a sinful world. Or yeah. yeah. Well, they're talking more about, like, if you really look into it, and I've listened to quite a few different people, um, Ted Burton and Timothy Alberino, those guys are big into this. You said Ted Burton and then Tim something. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Say. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, it's a... That's an Easter egg for you to figure out on your own. Um, But they talk a lot about the giants and what's actually happening in the world today and why and and because of what happened back then. And it was because these giants that came from, they were human and, you know, angel offspring. They, they had to be gone. Like they became unmanageable on the earth and basically took over. So that's why God did the whole flood thing. It wasn't just sin. Like that's such a big Umbrella term, it was really this creation was being taken over by these unnatural beings that were never meant to exist. Yeah. And so 
once I never, I, I forgot to think about that, but I, you know, that's a good point. Cause I used to always think the other way. And now I think this way. Yeah. yeah. And, um, now that they're all dead after the flood, those spirits, their souls didn't have anywhere to go. God didn't prepare a place for them. So where did they go? They are here fucking with people. So I think exorcisms, exorcisms, rounding them up pretty much and just or getting them out of people and stuff like that. And that's the evil spirits that Jesus dealt with and, and stuff like that. But I don't think all evil spirits are those. I think some of them are on God's payroll because <laughs> <laughs> he sends them down to do a, a, a certain thing. And we see that in Second Samuel where he, he goes down to basically make Saul crazy so the whole David thing gets put into place and we gotta also realize now that I've got you onto giants and I'm just rolling with it that there are post-flood giants so they think that you know the they flood, were those good swimmers yeah <laughs> well, people have talked about that have talked about that but they think that the flood did its job and got rid of them but what's gonna stop angels from doing what they did before yeah they weren't all <laughs> there at the same time you know, you know oh, let's wait till so. this is over then we'll go back <laughs> so and there's people that say that they're around today and there's people that talk about bigfoot and there's people that talk about aliens and, and stuff like that and that's where it gets a little bit furry in between the whole aliens and angels thing is because technically technically if you're going to break down the language that we're using Angels are aliens because mm-hmm. they are extraterrestrial. They mm-hmm. weren't part of this creation, this 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 planet. So, yeah, you could look at God as the leader of the aliens. I mean, you really could. You really could. Yeah. So, and it's all just one big science lab. And when they <laughs> when they talk about God, who are they really talking about? Because I honestly think that there's a couple different times where they're talking about different people, different personalities. Some people think that in the Old Testament that they're actually talking about the spirit of Jesus before he comes in as a as a person, and that the God is actually, you know, he talks about the Father. He's the one above it, the creator. So there's a couple different options there. Maybe they're actually just talking to a different extraterrestrial race that's standing in and pretending to be God. But think about it. If you have such a big like technological difference between these people who are herding sheep and sleeping in mud huts, like even into some of the, the later Bible experiences, you know, those, the technology wasn't, wasn't great. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it'd be pretty easy for an extraterrestrial race to come off as being God. And that's what you see in a lot of the other stuff, like the Mesopotamian, the Sumerians, the Peruvians, like, all over the rest of it is, you know, we don't actually know if these were actual gods, like how we understand them, but they would have seemed that way to the people. Mm-hmm. And they actually, they brought that up at the ancient aliens thing. Um, like what would we do if we got out of, you know, the solar system and, and found life on another planet and maybe the life that we find on another planet is tribal stage. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, what did he say? He called it the main directive from Star Trek was the main directive to the Federation was that you didn't um, 
lower technological beings. You didn't mess. You didn't interact mm-hmm. with them, but they did anyway <laughs> for mm-hmm. for TV's sake. Mm-hmm. He goes, I think that's what you're seeing here. Is you're seeing a race evolved and whatever on their own planet became intergalactic travelers, found us at a lower, more vulnerable state, and some of them wanted to take advantage of us and some of them wanted to guide us. So what would, like, let's think about it. What would we really do if we, like, would we teach them how to use fire? Would we teach them how to make certain tools? Would we teach us, like, hey, this is going to make your life better. This is how you do it? I would. That's the way a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why is it so crazy that that happened b- right. <laughs> before, you know? Yeah. So, and because, and they went to a lot of different mythologies, like the, the Greeks and how there's always a, a God that brought us something, mm-hmm. like the God that brought us fire and, the, you know, and stuff like that. And if you go into the Apocrypha that's been taken out of the Bible, like the Book of Enoch and stuff, it breaks down the different angels, quote unquote angels that brought us certain things like it, it names them. It gives them a name. Like this angel taught us how to make weapons and armor. This angel taught us how to make medicine from, and they weren't supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. So they got in trouble. Right. So it's just kind of, it's all, it's all connected, man. I don't have an answer for it. Yeah. It stresses me out when I get this deep into it. Yeah. <laughs> we had, to, we had to get into it a little bit at some point. <laughs> We'll just keep touching on that stuff as we go. Just keep touching it. How long have we been going? It's about time to wrap it up. Oh, that's why I was thrown off. Yeah, we have to change the clock because that happens I was like, man, this is like a two-hour podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We got in the car today, my son and I. I was like, it's 1130 already. He's Mm -hmm. like, no, it's not. I'm like, oh. Well, you're right. It is nice that phones just automatically do it. Yeah, the Alexa. My alarm clock is is an Alexa, so mm-hmm. the government knows everything that happens in my room. Oh, Sorry. Wow. <laughs> but it changes all you know, by Maybe itself. you got some fans out there and you don't even know it. I know, right? <laughs> I got to meet this Mitchell guy. But I think we can wrap it up there. I had a good time with you today, Adam. Next uh, alien event that we go to, you got to make it. Yeah, it would have been. You would have liked it. There was a lot of what I would call negatives to it, just because we were so far away and we had to walk in the parking. Here's another part I we didn't mention is Matt and I were in the car. We were in the car together. We were the last car in that <laughs> parking lot, and we were supposed to not be the last car. Like so, um, Corey Money got in. Uh, Justin and the girls got in. They were right in front of us. There were like two cars in between Justin and our car. The car before us was supposed to be the last car. It was a uh, dad and daughter working in the parking lot. Dad's like on the other, other side of the parking lot telling her how many spaces. And she's like, hold on, we're going to do a final count and see if you guys are, can come in or not. I'm like, fine, that's cool, whatever. We had time, you know. And dad calls from the other side. We're full. And she's like, I'm so sorry. We don't have any more spaces. Mm. I was like, do you want me to like turn around right here? And I'm like, because I'm being cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be a dick. So like turn around right here She's or like go down. She's like, just go down, turn around, and, and come back out. 
And I'm like, okay, cool. She's being cool with me. I'm being cool with her. Like, whatever sucks. We got to go find parking. And mm-hmm. late, or, uh, Cal- Kalamazoo on a Friday night, it was kind of busy down there. So it was like, ugh. So we get down on the other end, and the dad starts yelling at us. Because I guess she wasn't supposed to let us in, even though we were just turning around. And so he finds us, like, makes us a parking spot. Like sticking off mm. the end of one of the things. Nice. And she's like, ah, he's like, I'm not gonna kick you out once you're in. And I explained to him what mm. happened. I was like, no, she said just to turn around. So we came in to turn around and leave. He's like, nope, we're already in here. I'll find a spot for you. So we mm. weren't the last ones in the parking lot, but we were the last ones. Nice. <laughs> See, that, it was the aliens. Yep, it was. They were guiding everything. Yeah. So I didn't. Uh, I didn't mention that thing that I was supposed to mention for Justin. Oh, yeah, we but forgot. I'm just going to say, hey, Justin, I did talk about my <laughs> So, you. you can say that I didn't. <laughs> you can say that I didn't, but I did just say it all while we were recording. So, got anything else to add, Adam? Mm, nope. Then everybody... Have a great week. We might come to you a little bit earlier next week. We're not quite sure yet, but we'll keep you updated. See you later. Bye.